Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic the Gathering podcast. I am your host David Wolf, and I am joined here by Kieran and Alan. And each and every week, we bring you all the latest deck techs, news of the week, and tournament reports from Magic. It's sunny. <laughs> it's sunny outside. Yeah, but we're sitting inside with the curtains pulled. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, yeah. to get in the Magic the Gathering mood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, sunny sunny weekend here in Dublin. I'm a bit sunburnt myself. Um, but we're still going to endeavour to uh, stay inside and play cards. And, and talk about playing cards. Yes. Yeah. There's there's good drying out, as our mammies would say. There's good drying out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, just a fine day to put out a wash. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have, uh, yeah, it's a bit thin on the ground this week, actually, in terms of what there is to talk about in the Magic world. Yeah, everything's kind of settled down after the set release, and it's the week before the Pro Tour, so yeah. kind of, it's yeah, kind of all yeah. quiet on the Western Front at the moment. All, all, all the pros are keeping quiet with their secret crazy decks that we're going to see yeah. next weekend. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Although, I think, considering the set has been out on Magic Online... We probably already have a good idea about what we're going to see, I think. Like, I, I'd be surprised at this Pro Tour if there are breakout sort of secret decks that we we don't see from leagues. Yeah. Um, since, those, since the set's been online for so long. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you're right, but I wish... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I think I feel like I want it to be different, you know? I, like, I think... So, well, I think a few things. I think, I think Mardu won't do as well as it's... As it's been doing, I think people will will tune their decks against it and stuff like that. So that's kind of good in itself. And I wouldn't be surprised to see kind of like, yeah, like decks pop up here and there. But uh, yeah, I just I just think like people people being able to test from so early on, like an extra week of online testing. I think it's kind of hard to keep a secret in the magic world about what the best deck is when you're mostly playing on leagues. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, although I know I know people do stuff like I, I remember LSV saying last year when he was testing for the Pro Tour. And he was, I think it was his Metalwork Colossus deck he was testing. He went 4 in the league, and then uh, someone else on his team told him to just drop from the league so he yeah. wouldn't show up on the 5 <laughs> yeah. yeah, Yeah, you're probably, probably taping a story about that as well, but uh, yeah. I think the team were, set, were testing uh, Dragonstorm back when, you know, back during mm, the Dragonstorm yeah. days. Yeah. And uh, it was like a dramatic moment where they're like, unplug the computer now, switch off into it, can't let anybody know that we just broke the format. <laughs> and, yeah, maybe there's a team somewhere saying the same thing. Definitely, yeah. Maybe. Definitely. But uh, like, I, know, I I think that there might be some kind of like maybe seasons pass could make some kind of comeback ooh, because be like Ishkana is fine to play now yeah and it's probably good has a decent matchup against murder vehicles and then if you want to next level your your people who come to the same conclusion with that you could play seasons pass and you passed in your green black delirium deck it's true it's true yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, rationale I mean to keep the game going could kind of keep give you more fuel or or is when you say seasons pass is that like a uh, entirely different build. Um, I it might be a bit different, not entirely different. You would probably have to give more consideration to what you have at each mana cost. Um, or like what you were saying, there could be like some kind of Abzan delirium. Yeah, yeah, kind of build. more more controlling. Yeah, you can play kind of bigger six drops and stuff. That is one thing yeah. I found with black green because control is a lot stronger, and people are playing it and they have access to kind of the the gear hulk into memory interaction to refill their hand like yeah. game and stuff like that it does feel a lot harder uh, against control in the <clears> light game now it mm-hmm. feels like if you let the game to go too long as black green it'll you'll almost assuredly lose yeah because you don't have that emerald 
yeah. why we in Bun anymore. Exactly. Tra- yeah. Traverse four or whatever. So yeah, there, so there might be some kind of shake up where it would black green go in kind of a more more controlly route. Yeah, seasons yeah. pass could definitely be a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So hopefully we see some innovation in the Pro Tour. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to talk today about just what has been going on. Um, so there was a limited GP, GP Richmond, I believe, yes, mm-hmm. um, this weekend. This past weekend, uh, there was there was a PTQ at that, because uh, obviously on, on Sunday of of GPs nowadays, they do PTQs. Um, we're going to talk a bit about uh, the Pro Tour team system. Mm-hmm. Is it a system? Yeah, 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 it's a, uh, I don't know what you call it, a race or a, yeah. a league. Or a league yeah, like maybe a league, yeah, yeah, yeah. a seasonal league, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the SEG Tour uh, Season 2 announcements which are made just recently, just today. Uh, and then we're going to have our tournament report and our deck of the week, as usual. Um, so we start off with GP Richmond. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, so it was a limited GP, so not much to say in terms of crazy decks or whatever because... Um, they were all crazy. Yeah, they were all crazy. Yeah, they were all crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you say you say that, but there were some some interesting things going on with with these decks people were building. I I didn't see most of day one. I mostly saw the the drafts on day two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there were some crazy interactions. There was the guy who had the double anointed procession um, plus Oketra. plus Oketra deck. Yeah, that's bonkers. Pumping out four tokens every single turn. It was yeah, absolutely crazy. And what he was playing against the guy who had what? Uh, the guy who was playing against had Foil Liliana and uh, a Hazaret and some other mythic, I think, as well. It was crazy. It was, it was mad. Yeah. So, in terms of the day one, that was sealed. Um, sealed GPs are kind of crazy because you just know, because of the amount of people playing, there's going to be the statistical anomaly, anomalies of people who have, like, 11 out of 10 decks. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. are just, like, when you get to the later rounds, it's just completely nuts. Do you play the whole nine rounds with the same... Yeah. Pool? Yeah, yeah okay. same pool on day one. Yeah. And uh, then day two, you do two drafts if you make yeah. it to day two. Yeah, and then another draft in the top eight if you make it there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I suppose we can talk about some of what we feel or have learned about this limited yeah. format. Um, I think the first thing that I would say is that, you know, my feeling before the format started when, when we were in the previous season of it being a slow format because of like in BAM and minus one, minus one counters has turned out to be probably wrong. Yeah, I I, 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 I that as well. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. It's, uh, I feel like at the, I, after, it felt like it was a solo format at actual previews. Yeah. Um, other than obviously that was sealed, yeah. And there's yeah. lots of, yeah, we mentioned there's lots of big, huge, crazy war states. Yeah, and getting down to time and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think kind of now as, as it's matured a little bit, um, that's certainly not the case. Well, it seems like the draft format is just quite different from sealed yeah because the red white green white aggressive decks that you can draft can just be like crazy fast yeah i mean that's that's always going to be a difference between sealed and draft but yeah. it's definitely more pronounced yeah it seems set. more obvious yeah um especially because i think people are a little more down on embalm than they were like uh, mm. apart from the just obviously really good embalm cards but the, yeah. the more average ones uh people people are down on like people like, like two vigilance guy yeah, like he's whatever. he's fine, but people yeah. thought he was you know like a very high pick. Yeah, he was my first pick. Of it, at yeah, first, but then maybe not now. Uh, or like Sacred Cat, people at first <laughs> yeah, just thought, yeah. oh, this is such value. Yeah. And now I think the general consensus is like you don't play him unless you're black white zombies. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I so yeah, draft is much faster. I think like the archetypes are 
like the synergies are pretty strong in draft for the archetypes. Mm -hmm. So you like your deck can just be bananas if you go in the right direction. Mm -hmm. uh, sealed just like feels really bomby. So I think especially when you're when you're in a, a GP or whatever and you're you're a couple of rounds in, you just won't really see those super grindy slow games because like the people who are doing well, as you said, are going to have a glory bringer in their mm -hmm. deck or an archfiend of itch if if near or something like that. Yeah. And once they draw it, they're just going to end the game with that card. Yeah. So just because of like the amount of ridiculously sick cards at, at rare, mm -hmm. um, I think that's kind of one reason why the format isn't as slow as we thought it was. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's almost like a lesson you can say in that is that I feel like when you approach that, that I kind of felt I had during release was you know, right, here's my pool, here's like make this really deep zombie zombie deck, or I can make a deep uh, minus one minus one counter deck mm -hmm. where like because there's bombs in each. But I suppose the yeah, hour's saying it's almost like virtual world splashing for for bombs and just mm -hmm. player bombs. Uh, yeah. And that, that is the general wisdom when it comes to Seal, but I think this format, it's more extreme for yeah. that. Like, I saw Caleb Durward was streaming, and he did a Seal League, and he drafted, I think, into, like, a black-green deck or something like that. But he also had Glyph Keeper, mm -hmm. uh, which is a double-blue double blue, yeah. rare. But <laughs> On Splash. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they were they were literally having the discussion, like, yeah. should I just splash this card? I think he yeah. might have had one... One fixer or something like that. Yeah, evolving wise or something. But uh, and I think he didn't play it at least in his first round, and it was, it was pretty obvious that he probably should have played it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's not many formats I can think of in recent memory where you would splash a double, yeah, double mana cost yeah. spell not in your colors. How much is Cliffkeeper? Is it like it's five? I think five, three yeah. blue blue, and then the uh, bomb is like five blue blue maybe. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it. Yeah. Get it up there okay. just for the exact numbers. Uh, but the card isn't. I mean, that's just one of many insane rares. Yeah, yeah. It's like you gotta. Not only do you have to like pop the shield in in order to be able to kill it, then you got to do that again. So like you, <laughs> yeah. you have to have four <laughs> ways to kill it. Basically, yeah. almost. It's insane. Uh, and to be honest, the removal in the set is pretty bad. Oh, yeah. I think that's that's another you know reason why your bombs are so amazing in this format because it's like you have final reward and final reward uh, that's it <laughs> no, have, like, no there's like Dean Worthy uh, and there's uh, yeah there's Electrify great. there's Magma Spray and there's Cast Out yeah and that's it yeah yeah pretty much there is like I think like Ray like, particularly has very good removal yeah but like Dean Worthy Electrify Cast Out and Final Reward are all at least four mana yeah yeah, uh, and actually, you know, yeah, final reward and and deem worthy are five if you want to use them for the real. Yeah, for for the if you want to use deem worthy for the actual removal. Yeah, I I, I just remembered that a uh, glyph keeper was three blue blue. Yeah, for its cost, and I just remembered that it's five blue blue for its bomb. That was good memory. Great memory, Al. Yeah. yeah, well done. <laughs> Takes me a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just. I don't know, the, the rares are stupid in this set. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, the, the rares shouldn't be rare, see? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's some, like, at least Angel of Sanctions is a mythic. They, yeah. figured, they uh, figured that one out. Yeah. Because uh, that's just, like, Glyph Keeper on crack. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It, is Angel of Sanctions the best, the best rare to open, or is it Glory Bringer? I think Glory Bringer is rare. I think, I think maybe, yeah. 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 Oh, I don't know. It's pretty close between them. Yeah, though. it is. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... No, should have, maybe should have I mean they both beat each other which is yeah. nice yes yeah, <laughs> well I mean yeah. it seems like if you draw your glory bringer in a given game of, of limited you should be like 90% plus to win the game from that point mm -hmm. at the very least I kept the glory bringer at bay with a fan bearer 
every turn. Every turn. You know, if I'm there, I was playing. And, and apparently, so was, the guy, the guy I was playing against was saying, you know, he's like, oh, this card's... He, he seemed like he was, he was, he was very new to... Oh, well, new to Limited, at least. Yeah. And he said that... Um, yeah, he, he was confident with the game where he was going to ask some questions as we were going through and it was fine. And uh, he played Droibringer. He was like, yeah, this card's so stupid. I'm just winning every game I played. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe you won. Yeah. Uh, that's where his story was going. Yeah, I wanted to be... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, well, you, you just got to first pick those fan bearers uh, to play around your opponent's bombs. Fan bearer, yeah. <laughs> or Edifice of, of Authority. Just, yeah, exactly. Edifice of Authority is great. That that's, is yeah. pretty good. I think that's probably... That's pretty nuts card as well. That might be, like, the best uncommon in the set. I'm not sure. I mean, it's probably the highest pick uncommon in the set just because it's colorless. Yeah. 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 And, like, well, if you want to draft an aggressive deck, maybe not. They're like, it takes like, a bit of power on up. I think, like, Decimator, Decimator Beetle is close, even though it's a gold card. Yeah, like, yeah. Decimator Beetle yeah, is yeah. pretty, pretty sweet. And um, maybe, like, one of the Trials might be close as well. Trial of Zeal possibly might be up there. Trial of Zeal? The red one, yeah. Oh yeah, that's the three damage one. Yeah. I think I was thinking of Cartouches. No. Oh yeah, no the trial is definitely no Cartouche I was picked. That's yeah, the other yeah. thing, is that like Green's removal spell is, is the Cartouche of Strength. Yeah. But the creatures are so huge in this format <laughs> yeah. that it's actually yeah, quite it's... difficult to not kill your own creature when you do yeah. that. Like even though you get plus one plus one, all the creatures are just enormous, like mm. the good creatures in this yeah. set. It's also weird the the Cartouche of Strength is like the the fight ability is like a May. Yeah. 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 So you can't surprise somebody with a with a pump spell because they just on resolution they just choose not to fight then. Yeah, they just go, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just threw away your card for no reason. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, it's I think like yeah, so the format's very bomby and the fact that like a bunch of your cards have cycling makes it a lot more likely you'll draw your bomb when you need it. Yeah. And uh that just seems to be decide what decides an awful lot of games in the yeah, format yeah, yeah. from what I've seen. Uh, which is like I don't know I mean it's okay to have a format like this every yeah, once in a while yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and to be honest I've quite enjoyed playing it but I kind of know this probably isn't an amazing format even though I'm enjoying it yeah I'm, I I really I've enjoyed the, yeah. the seals and the draw I haven't done that much but I, I've enjoyed what I've done um, I think mainly because of cycling the, the cycling makes it so con- so consistent that you hit your lands and actually have games. Yeah, definitely. So That's you true. just yeah, don't get screwed as often. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also a side effect of the cycling lands is you or the cycling lands cycling everything mm. <laughs> of the cycling is you can play slightly less lands, so you get flooded less often as well. I've been playing sixteen lands in basically every deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I Seems. don't think I've been tempted. Like I would have to probably have like. A decently high mana cost deck with like probably no cycling cards to want to play seventeen yeah. lands. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange format altogether. Yeah. I think it's uh, depths have yet to be no, successfully yeah, exactly. scoured. Yeah, like the like there's a, there's a lot of decks like the black white deck is probably the most kind of synergistic deck that you can mm-hmm. in a way you can win without zombies deck. Yeah, the zombies. Yeah. yeah, in a way you can win without bombs. You know, if you just have. Like Wayward Servant is an uncommon and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You, you can certainly win with these cards. Yeah. But like, I think you have to be the only person at the table drafting that deck. Definitely to get there. Mm-hmm. And even then, you know, you'll, you're going to run into Glory Burner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fan Bear is in that deck though. It is. Fan sure Bear is, fan yeah. bear is quite good. <laughs> and Binding Mummy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which everyone um, everyone mispronounces as Blinding Mummy. Blinding Mummy. Oh, really? I hear that all the time. Yeah, it's so common. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's also common. <laughs> so uh, yeah so I'm, 
I want to do more drafts, I think. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Yeah, I, I want to, yeah, it feels like we, there, there's still lots to be, be explored, like you're yeah. saying, about this, about, yeah. about this format. Um, yeah, maybe we'll be here another time and we'll have completely different impressions. Yeah. Maybe so. I think I've drafted, I've played two seals and I've drafted once mm-hmm. uh, in real life. I think I've had Edifice of Authority in every single deck. <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's the idea. I think people, yeah, even, I, I had one draft online and I, I picked, I, I, I probably would first pick an Edifice of Authority. Oh, yeah. um, and well, it was passing pretty, very deep in some backs, and I think yeah, people start realizing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how good it is. I also think that um, people were like super down on the monuments to start yeah. with, and mm. it turns out that Ketra's monument is just amazing. Yeah. It is just amazing. Yeah, I think that was the one that people were like, I know, I think in LSB's side review, he said like this is the only playable one. Yeah, and it turns out it's not playable. Like it's playable if you're not white. Yeah, you know, yeah, if which you is are nuts. white. Yeah, if, you are, if you're white, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, like in the first round of the top eight last night with uh, Brian Bond, Brian Bond doing God, it's hard. His name's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> world champion. Yeah, exactly. World champion. He uh, he had he played no catcher's monument like turn three or something, and then turn four played something else, um, and got a one one, and then turn. Turn five, he was still on four lands and mm-hmm. then played his uh, his Angel of Sanctions. Oh my god, turn, uh, yeah. or without having you know five mana, obviously, because of the Ocatra's Monument. Uh, and then that was just at the end of that game, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might have been that way with or without the monument, in that yeah, yeah, fairness, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> well, he, he mean, did he also have, generate about three or four one ones off it, yeah. Um, it's pretty nice, yeah. So it seems like a really good, um, I don't know, would you play that in an aggressive deck? The white monument? Yeah. Yeah, I put it in every deck. Yeah, yeah I suppose so. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, like, you play on turn three, then on turn four, you can play potentially two, three drops. Just dump your hand and yeah. also get two. Yeah, that's two one ones. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty nuts. And yeah, and you're playing a different deck, you're playing a control deck or a slower deck, at least you can uh, yeah, play yeah, play one creature and leave, move a mana up. Or yeah. Yeah. Up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It works both ways. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure what else to uh, what what other takeaways we have from from limited like specific card specific takeaways. Uh, I played Plague Belter on Friday. That was really good. Yeah, <laughs> unsurprisingly, <laughs> it's great. You yeah. what, like do you play with the counters on it most of the time or on something else? No, I was playing green black and uh, I had two Alashra Cultivator in my deck. Okay, one yeah, drop, sort of yeah. which I thought was completely unplayable before that. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, and like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing to like about it really, yeah. but uh, it's a good place to dump minus one, minus yeah. one counter or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that is very good. Yeah. Yeah. So I had. Uh, I mean, I, I would definitely rather like a festering when we are just doomed to center. No, it was kind of nice to keep it. Well, the thing is, I was splashing an Oketra as well. Yeah. So I was just playing one planes, and then I had an evolving wild and two. Oh, okay. So you could like put two okay, counters yeah. on it and then sack it, get get, get the, the planes. Yeah. yeah. So that was okay. nice. And I had the, I had the haste crocodile guy as well. It was just I had a bunch oh, of things to. To make things, and I had a bone picker, so I was able to like sack it to get a land, and then play my bone picker for one. Okay, moment. yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually that was kind of a standout card for mm. me. It would like I'm not saying it's a good card; it's definitely not a good card. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was close to unplayable. Yeah, and now yeah. I think if you're in that deck, it's actually totally fine. Fine, okay. yeah, that's really mm. Yeah, my instinct would just be to not play that card. Yeah, so. and I mean, like I, I played against uh, the old hexproof crocodile, and uh, I was able to go okay, block your crocodile, sack my guy, get a land. So. Yeah, there you fair go. enough. The old, uh, yeah. the old Sakura tribelder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except much worse. <laughs> Way worse. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Yeah, anything no, I feel like you have to share, Al? No, yeah, I was just, if you're, was, or if I send me to open bombs. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Although, uh, we, we also, we did a draft mm-hmm. last weekend. Did we, did we talk about that already? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if we specifically talked about that. But anyway, uh, I played against uh, Dave in that, and he he had a blue-red spell deck. Yes. Which was pretty cool and and very effective. Um, was full of, like, the Warfire Javelineers. He had Enigma Drake. He had, like, a bunch of sense, um, cycling stuff, including Sensor. Um, hieroglyphic illumination, basically, and he, all blue and red cycling mm-hmm. cards, yeah, yeah, and then just like Enigma Drake and the guys that key off your spells, and a couple of the red mm-hmm. aggressive guys. Um, so that seems like another deck that's hasn't nobody says much about it. Everyone talks about like the the green black deck, uh, the black white zombies deck, and like the red white aggressive deck, yeah. Uh, but nobody's really said anything about the blue red spells deck. So I don't know if that means that it's not good, and he just got a good version of it that time. Or maybe if that's a that's a space that people aren't yeah I feel haven't like looked at yet. I think because the, the Drake is an uncommon, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's like there are those like the sensor is an uncommon as well. Yeah, sensor is an uncommon as well. So there are those kind of decks that like can only that can sometimes come together if you get the uncommons, but a lot yeah. of the time they're just you're you're not going to have the payoffs. Uh-huh. So it yeah. might be one of those decks. I think a lot of people are very down on blue as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I don't really know how you get into that deck. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, what are you gonna first pick? Pull from yeah. tomorrow, probably. But... <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah. like you can you can just imagine yourself opening a pack with Decimator Beetle and going, right, that's Yeah, I'll try, yeah, try this. Let's try go for that. Or at least yeah. pick this and see see what happens, what comes to me. Um but yeah. Yeah, we... first picking a sensor doesn't feel quite as good. No. Or a Drake even, yeah, the, the Drake. Right, yeah. 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 I, I think yeah. the I was gonna say the Beetle is maybe the only gold card I would first pick. Uh, but I did first pick Hapatra as well, just to try it out in that draft. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Which, I, to be honest, it was a weak pack, and I was still not too happy with the pick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like there's another gold card that I would first pick. The um, the red white one's very good actually as the well. Red, yeah, yeah, but the red white one's a two drop, so yeah. it's kind of hard. You'd, like, you'd really want to end up in both either. the colors. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like something like Decimator Beetle, you can maybe end up green white and splash it or something like that. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I think it, I don't know. It's there's there's a lot of really strong single color cards and not really artifacts. Like I think Edifice of Authority is probably the only artifact I would even consider first picking in the set. Okay, Catcher's Monument, maybe. Oh, um, maybe yeah. a Catcher's Monument. Yeah, I could see first picking yeah. that. Yeah. Because it's not like it's white, but it's not really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so definitely. You, you don't. Yeah. You might still play it in your deck even if you don't end up in white. Yeah, I'm definitely a bigger fan of it in sealed, just because yeah, the yeah. game's gone a bit longer, you'll get more value out of it. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I might first pick Bounty Deluxe. Ooh, that's interesting. Just to see what happened. I yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, my, my impression is what I made from the previews was that this is a slow format, it's going to be big, cluggy board states. Yeah. And then my first draft, I drafted the basically the, the, the green blue ramp deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have looks at what I had; it was other green green blue ramp cards. I had mm-hmm. Nissa as well. Yeah. But uh, just it, now, I was even splashing red for removal, but it was still fairly atrocious with a lack of removal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it was like, all, all of those draft, all, all of those drafted games were were so like lightning fast mm-hmm. in comparison to the games that I was kind of building the deck for during the draft because I thought they'd be. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. not, not, not even, maybe not as slow as sealed, but it's, it's about to be somewhat slow. Yeah. Um, I think Lay Claim is, is one of the most important cards for for that deck. Yeah. If you're ramping towards something, because like that's a card that like will let you dirtle a bit, and it'll turn a really bad board state into like you're fine mm, yeah. again once you take their best guy. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. I so know, yeah, sacred yeah. excavation is probably pretty good as well. Yeah. Yes. Because then you yeah. can cycle your stuff and cycle your stuff early to make sure you hit your land drops and then yeah. and then get it back later with the sacred excavation. Mm. Yeah, it's like you can't do too much cycling though when people because the aggressive decks are very good as well. So mm-hmm. like if you cycle something on turn two and three, mm-hmm. they go two drop, three drop. Crocodile, you're in real bad shape. <laughs> crocodile. Yeah, the crocodile. Yeah. yeah. Crocodile into crocodile into crocodile. <laughs> Yeah, like so if they play, crocodiles. like if they play like exemplar of strength on turn two, yeah. and you're like cycle my things, like, yeah. and then they, you know, they put a cartouche on it or something like that. Yeah, and you're like, oh no. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, but I have the perfect hand. They're like, yeah, but you also have zero life. Yeah, yeah, you also yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of that's our impressions of the limited format so mm. far. Mm. I'll definitely be playing more of it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like there is more there. Mm-hmm. So more. Impressions coming. Mm. <laughs> um, so there was also a PTQ that happened at the at the GP. So on Sundays at the PTQ, or sorry, at the at the GPs nowadays they do PTQs instead of it's instead of the Super Sunday series, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So because it was a, a limited GP, it was a standard PTQ because it's yes. fl- it's flipped basically at each GP. Okay, right. Yeah. So if it's a standard GP, it's a limited PTQ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. Um, so. Congratulations to Dylan Donegan, I believe. I know that name. Yeah, he's like a he's like an SCG tour. Oh yeah, of course, because it's because it's, it was in Richmond, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was yeah. an SCG event. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's top eight of the of the GP. Yeah, there's not too much to be said about the top eight of the yeah. GP. They just they drafted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, there's not much we can say about the specific decks, really. Um, Ryan Braun doing almost. Uh, I mean, not almost, but like had the potential to do an eighteen zero, but yeah, it last he, he he went fifteen zero in the Swiss, which yeah. is insanely impressive. And, yeah, uh, yeah, just his top eight draft just was a bit of a disaster, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I watched uh, it; it was a bit heartbreaking yeah. to watch. Don't that. think it was really his fault. I think no, no, like a lot packs of the packs, were weird. the packs were terrible coming towards mm-hmm. him, and I think everyone who was passing to him just got into what they wanted to get into out of the packs, and there was yeah. just none left for him, and he yeah. was he was left yeah. just trying to pivot. And it just uh, it was it was kind of a train wreck. Yeah, he first picked a Heartbreaker Manticore and then didn't go on any red because it just wasn't coming to him. And then he was stuck between like white, blue, and green. Mm. Uh, and what he he went in the end, he went for white green, I think. Mm. Um, he got rewarded with the Angel of Sanctions in the last pack, but yeah, I mean, he just still, opened it right. He didn't, he didn't yeah, like he didn't get past. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so it was uh, Dylan Donegan with uh, Marty Vehicles. Uh, was first and the uh, second place was Simon Linnerbury with Marty Vehicles yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like everyone's just on the Marty Vehicles plan because it's just it's tuned you don't a lot of people own the cards already you don't need to add much to it people might be playing it for the Pro Tour as well so they want to get as much practice in as they can yeah in the format so um, it seems like Marty Vehicles is still top of the format yeah although presumably if you're playing a PTQ you're not worried about playing on the Pro Tour this season because uh, you would, you can't play a PTQ if you're on the Pro Tour, right? That's not true, is it? I think so. Really? Can you? Wait, is the PTQ not for next season, though? 
Oh, right. It was this, a, this is yeah, a PTQ yeah. qualifier. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you can play in it, but still get qualified through, if you do well, the PTQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So then I'll just uh, have a look at his sure. deck list here, see if there's any interesting developments or tech. Yeah, it's basically like, like is it the... Um, the, vote, the motorist version, or is it the ballista version? Is kind of the it's the ballista version, but it's actually yeah. only got two ballista. Mm, I think that's good. Is that is that standard fare these days? I don't know. I think people are scaling back. I mean, the card the card is very good, but like it's more of a late game card for Mardu. I think it just guarantees you that last bit of damage that you need to push through. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas before it was like you absolutely needed it against Sahili. Yeah. So I think people have realized the card's very good in the deck. Because they were playing it so much against Sahili, but now they're they're starting to realize, oh, we can scale back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So the only um, the only Amonka cards in his main deck are one cut to ribbons and two Canyon Slough. Mm. So I mean, yeah, I, I think he's he's playing pretty much the exact list or almost the exact list of um, Jessup Andrew Jessup, Andrew yeah, Jessup, last yeah. week. Um, so and it, like he's also a CG grinder, so yeah, it tends possibly to be the they, way. they know each other. I don't know if they're on the same team yeah. or what. Yeah, it tends to be the way these these SCG guys go is they just kind of keep with the keep with what works, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is fine. Yeah, if it is um, He does in the sideboard. He has an extra cut to ribbons and uh, a single Glorybringer. Is it wrong playing that only in the side? I sure get that Glorybringer. Yeah, what's with that all the time? Yeah, I'm, I might like you know, what you said about um, ballista. I mm. would just cut the ballistas entirely and put the yeah. Glorybringer in their main deck, like two Glorybringers or something like that. Yeah, that could be good. Like, so like Ballista flips your Avison. That's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what it's. I think that's what it's there for. Basically, yeah. it like you know when like well like before it was there so that you always had your one damage safety net against yeah. the Sealy decks. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't need that so much anymore, and there's not even that many things that have one toughness anymore. So yeah, you're you're probably right that the the main purpose of it now is is to do it Avison. Yeah, because I think because I think usually what happens is you get a hit in with your Toolcraft exemplar with your Heart of Cairn, and then you unlicense disintegration something, uh-huh. and they're on like ten or whatever, mm-hmm. or maybe they're a little bit below. Uh, you got to hit him with Gideon or something like that, and then you like you have an Avison already flashed out, and then you can just play a Ballista for three, hit them for three, flip your Avison, yeah. kill them on the night on their upkeep or whatever. Uh, I think that's kind of generally the the plan with the card these days, and like it just, you know, it's also a removal spell. Like, so yeah, you that's can't, can't really beat that. Uh, so yeah, it, it's also uh, another artifact that turns on the toolcraft exemplar. Yeah, yeah, I that's don't know. Sure that I mean, be. and your spire of industry. I'm not sure what kind of yeah, mana base he's running, but yeah, he's got four spires. spires. Yeah, I think if you're expecting like a Mardu vehicles heavy meta game, it's mm-hmm. probably like totally fine to not play Glorybringer in the main because you mm-hmm. don't want to run it into Avacyn in game one mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, because Avacyn just eats it for free mm-hmm. and also like saves the creature that you're exerting as well yeah, so yeah. It's like, well like know, also it can go the other way if they play Avacyn end of turn sure yeah yeah. you know you can kill it with yeah. Glorybringer yeah, but it's that's like, what's nice about Glorybringer. Same same thing with Angel of Sanctions. Like they kind of trade back and forth nicely. Yeah, but like in that situation, I feel like you're better just not having Glorybringer in your sixty yeah. and having the your opponent trying to save their Avacyn to get your non-existent Glorybringer. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then you bring it in from the side, mm-hmm. probably just against the non-Avacyn decks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, I, I, you probably just bring it in against every deck that doesn't have Avacyn. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's a shame because it it, it it seems it answers Gideon so well. Uh, mm-hmm. So people are on it, the Gideon killer. So it's a shame that. You know, Marty Beagles are happening to run a deck that holds your <laughs> yeah. holds their one last salvation against yeah, uh, yeah. the allies in there. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I, like a good few Mardu, Mardu vehicles lists I saw on Magic Online have been running like a one-off Anguish on making yeah. in the main deck. I think, is it just this deck have one? I'm not sure. Not in the main, no. He has one in the sideboard. Yeah, so that so like that deals with Gideon uh, and it deals with Marvel, which I think is the main reason for it. Yeah. Like, it deals with Marvel and Ulamog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think specific, on Magic Online, there's a lot of Marvel at the moment, so that's mm-hmm. probably pretty important yeah. to have an answer to. Yeah, it's deck. funny how Marvel Vehicles is completely dominating the metagame in paper. But online, it seems that loads of people are playing like Marvel and like Blu-ray Control. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's because those decks are cheaper. Because people just don't want to play Mario vehicles online. What's the problem? I think I think it is very pricey. Because I know, I know, um, I know, I know yeah, Blu-ray Control as well is very popular because mm-hmm. when Gyro looks really just the only expensive card. And yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty yeah, happy to invest in those Fumaroles, but you know yeah. and Spiral of Canals but they have modern applications so yeah, you're yeah. probably not too but they're unhappy only, they're only a couple of tickets each aren't they no Fumarols are like nine tickets each oh, are they yeah, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Huh. well Spiral Bluffs must have yeah Spiral Bluffs are what like two or, two or three oh, four yeah. maybe yeah I don't know exactly yeah yeah. Um, yeah like I mean last season we saw the same over over representation of four colour Sahili yeah compared mm-hmm. to Mardu that, mm-hmm. we, that we weren't seeing in paper and that deck was also much cheaper than Marvel yeah. to, to buy online. So mm-hmm. I think it. Pro- yeah, I think you're right. I, probably, yeah. I think it probably is just. Yeah, price. It must be price. Yeah, because yeah, there's quite a lot of mythics in in yeah uh, in Marty vehicles yeah. comparatively, um, and almost no commons. Yeah, and it's what Traven Inspector is the only common. Yeah, Traven Inspector is the only common. Basic lands. <laughs> <laughs> and then the only uncommons are Fatal Push and Unlicensed Integration. Fatal Push yeah, is expensive. Yeah, <laughs> unlicensed integration not really, but yeah, yeah. it's outrageous. Like it's literally yeah. just all the best rares. Don't yeah. deck. Yeah, yeah, like, it really is. It's so funny this yeah. deck. <laughs> this is what happens when you just have these enormous standards. Like and you can just eventually put all the best cards in the same. Yeah, deck. yeah. I feel like it's such like it's like a flavor fail because when Mardu were like a, a clan of warriors, you know they didn't drive vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> they do now. Yeah, yeah, rush into battle. Um... What 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 what's the format going to be like with Glorybringer when when Gideon and Avison rotate at the same time? It's going to be insane. Glorybringer is going to be pretty good. Bye 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 bye. Some, yeah. some amazing other card, obviously, yeah. which there always is. Yeah, I'm going to try and get my uh, my my game day promos anyway. My Glorybringers. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point actually. I'm really happy about that because standard attendance at our game store has been low, and I'm really happy that it's a super good promo because mm. it's going to bring a lot of people down. Yeah. To yeah. uh, just to uh, game day, and we'll have a nice, nice little competition. Hopefully, we, we all make top eight. Um, um, hopefully, I make it multiple times. I want all the glory. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the second place player who was also on murder vehicles is uh, had uh, sorry his name is Simon Linnerbury, and he had an almost identical deck list. Uh, he is playing. The only difference is he has one less fatal push and one extra cut to ribbons, which I think is a good choice. Yeah, I think fatal push is really good though. Yeah, I think so. How many cut to ribbons is that then? It's two, three, two. two. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I think two cut to ribbons does seem right. Yeah, because uh, like, like, if you want it, you kind of always want it there in your graveyard. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And no, no shock or magma spray. No. Yeah, yeah that's interesting because I, I think if I was dropping a fatal push, it would probably be for one of those cards rather than an extra cut to ribbons. Cut to ribbons is so good though. It is good, yeah. 
Actually, I feel like it was, I really want. It feels like a card that you'd love to just to discard to Smoker's Copter. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad that's gone. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember that card? <laughs> what were they smoking when they made that card? <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, my God. I think we've all probably taken more damage at this point from Heart of Karens than we did mm. from Smuggler's Coppers. Yeah, and but, I think we're all fine with that. Yeah, 100% fine with it. 100%. Yeah, God. Um, other interesting uh, decks from this... Uh, this PTQ top eight. There was a Blu-ray control with a with a duck in the main deck. Oh, quack, quack. the duck! Yeah. Um, Get quacked on. Anything else interesting? In that? Is, that, is that a one-off? Um, the cabinet. It is a one-off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I found myself from here playing online that um, so it's the whole time twister kind of plan B you call it. Um, mm. but I feel like it's you know unless they can get unless they can get memory off a gear hook. Uh, if they're just going to hard cast it at sorcery speed, you know, obviously your opponent then is going to get the get you know, the first crack at all of all these of all these new cards. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like, and I, I think it's inevitable, inevitable that that will happen at some point. Yeah, but being being able to play Kefnet post memory is just insanely good because not only are you, is your hand full of cards, but the table in front of you is full of full of lands that you can just pick up to keep yourself at seven mm-hmm. cards, yeah, uh, all the way through and just. You know, yeah. you, you, and then you can see you, know, you can play Captain Dale for three mana and leave everything else open. You can only, you, you can even be leaving a you know, gear mana open mm-hmm. uh, while your Captain is being played. Yeah. Um, and then like, it's it. So I feel like this, the one off Captain just really helps close out those games uh, instead of it being a restepping. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I I played one Captain last week in our standard uh, tournament uh, as a last minute addition. You convinced me into it all, yes. and uh, it was really actually really good. He's a really, really good blocker, yes. yeah. which I was just not anticipating because mm. he's instructable. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's I funny. mean, it's a, like, I ran into that as well. I played against uh, Control as well, and it's like, even if your opponent, like, doesn't, like, if you don't, like, if they were just, if you just pass 10 to turn and they went, oh, do I want to pick up, they have five cards in hand, and they're like, oh, do I want to pick up one of my lands and draw a card? Not really. But then if you attack... And you're and it's like well I'm losing a land but they lose the creature yeah because I can yeah. just block it with the captain if I activate yeah, yeah. it starts crazy, to look, yeah. it starts to look like a much better ability yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. well cool. you don't even have to pick up the land if you don't want to well I'm saying if you're on five cards oh if you're on five yeah. cards yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a, let's say even if you have no intention of of, of picking up that card like yeah, your you opponent just, might not attack because yeah. you think you will it's yeah, just like yeah. it's the, the threat of activation yeah and, and then if they decide not to attack you get to just draw the card yeah yeah excellent beautiful really good yeah. I love it, and the, well, like you said, the fact that it's three mana is amazing because if you're on like six or something, mm. you can play it and leave up a three mana counter, or even if you're on seven, you can play it and leave up two two mana counters or yeah. something like that. Mm. Yeah, it's really good, or or the activation or, as well. Glimmer, yeah, 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 or glimmer, yeah. And it's impossible to deal with as well. Oh yeah, totally. Because yeah, like I was playing black green against it, and yeah. I was like, I actually, there's no card in my deck that will deal with this card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just came over. Yeah, it. Like the the only way to do do it is a combination of grasp and Liliana activation, basically. Yeah, that's yeah, that's actually the only way to do it. Yeah, and then after game one, there's no way I'm leaving in grasp. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so, yeah. That's yeah. Really and then it it becomes a really good attacker against like. Um, Ishkana yeah attack through Mind Rack Demon as well yeah, yeah, yeah. god god yeah, Mind Rack Demon is a card there. that might make a bit of a comeback actually yeah I've been thinking about it I don't know the card <laughs> is a constant disappointment yeah. to me <laughs> it's like a child I try to play it every single season and it's always bad have you ever yeah. been killed by it yeah 
<laughs> but it's like in the games where you cast it and you get killed by it, you were gonna get you were gonna die if you didn't cast it as well. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not much of a yeah, not much to be regretful about. And okay. um, we also have here just looking at some of the interesting ones because we have a lot of murder vehicles, uh, including some veteran motors versions, which you yeah. said you were. Yeah, I just think be pretty it high on. might be might be time if people are I shaving think, on their walking ballistas. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I was thinking, I was thinking, yeah, the ballista versions are probably good against the the motorist versions. They are, yeah. 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 But like, if people are playing control, if that's going up in popularity on Marvel, I think I'd prefer to be on the more aggressive version of Mardu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and just get in for five with my walk with my Hardikaren instead of four. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so we also have a black red aggro deck here in the top eight, which is very interesting. I was thinking about this the other day, actually. Um, I was also thinking about some kind of thermal alchemist, black red thermal alchemist deck. Ooh, yeah, I think it's or Grixis thermal three. alchemist deck. Oh. Uh, do, you, do you need the fear of visions? I don't know. Anyway, but this deck is really interesting. Uh, it has bomb carrier, scrap heap, uh, four hazaret, uh, nice. red wanderers, blood rage ballers, flame blade adept, which is the uh, the one mana. One two menace guy and whenever you discard a card, it gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Uh, has arms of the vein, key to the city, and that's it. Sweet, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, unlicensed integration, fiery temper. Arms of the vein. Oh, that's yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. So yeah. nice, nice little discard package cards that care about discard. Mm. Uh, a few artifacts to turn on your unlicensed. D- surely has a red as the top end. Surely you want insult to injury in the in that deck, right? Yeah, that seems like a really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the turn you cast it, if you have a thermo alchemist. Well, in this this one, there's no there's no thermo alchemist. But oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I sorry. I, that was just yeah. my my brain going to. Oh, okay, alchemist. right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we, we, you're thinking we could make a thermo. We could make a thermo alchemist deck that has like a like a discard package. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have that, and that would go really well with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Injury. And like cut like items. even even just right. the insult part. Yeah. Like yeah. even if you don't have the mana to cast the whole thing. Just three mana, double all your damage. Like if you that's three damage. It's, it's three damage off just turn off the turn. Off. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then Five whatever else you play. Spell. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good. Like with a shock, that's four mana for nine damage. Yeah, yeah. With holy spend, crap, spending two cards. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah. Or even if you have, like, if you have a lot of mana out, and you do something like. No, that's that's too much. No. Uh, yeah, I, I won't even go down that road. Yeah, you have yeah. <laughs> seven mana, so you can cast both sides and shock. That's fifteen damage yeah. with a thermo alchemist. Uh, and that's only a three card combo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That's that's got to be a good deck, right? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. 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 Like the last Anders was broken by a three card combo. Yeah. The third card being planes. But like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Let's look into this. I think, I, 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 I think <laughs> that I'm, sounds good to me. Yeah. Just broke the format wide and, you, and you play cut ribbons as well. Like, oh yeah! Oh, oh my god! Jesus! Oh, oh, this sounds good. Because you're yeah, and I'm thinking like, um, you, you you probably have a very low curve. Would you yeah. want a low curve? I mean, a low, a low kind of land count rather. Yeah. Well, you have Hazard um, as a mana sink when you need it, yeah. and if you want to get up to playing both sides of insult to injury, you need to go to mental yeah. land. I think. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm you playing. might just be okay playing one side, and like yeah, the, the yeah, injury yeah. side, you can just like you don't do have to do it the same turn. turn. Yeah, yeah, you can do it the next turn. Yeah, I mean, it's a kind of card. You're only going to play it at your hand on the turn you win the game. Would you? Would you? Would you play to put them down to five from fifteen? You might, yeah. Okay. Especially if you still then have a turn with alchemist and you have yeah. like an arms of the vein in your hand. 
Okay, yeah. Like, yeah, if they don't kill the Thermal Alchemist, then that's five damage. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. you tap it, play the arms, tap it again. Yeah. That's this, pretty good. This sounds sweet to me. Yeah, right. I'm, 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 yeah, 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 it's, it's really good. Because I think I'm, I'm, I'm playing uh, Hazard as too often the main of my Blue Red Emerge deck. Yeah. Um, with the rationale being that I, because there's because Mardu is the main deck that we're fighting against. Um, yeah. So, Peter Visions is no longer correct in the main board. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to get going into Hazard is like it's like a payoff for you know throwing all your guards away. Mm-hmm. And I, I found it, it, it it's like Hazard is fairly insane against uh, even against Mardu Vehicles and mm-hmm. um, yeah against somebody somebody actually because you, you can just be using that two damage to throw away a card and just you know, pick off planeswalkers or mm-hmm. uh, bring your life total down and yeah being able to do five or even seven with one card out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, is, is pretty great. It's really good. Yeah, I'm pretty high on. Pretty nice. Yeah, I think we were pretty medium on Hazard before, but he might be going up yeah. a bit in yep. estimation. Yep, yep, sure. yep, yep. I still don't know if I agree with four though. Yeah, it's a bit much yeah. for a legendary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just. I mean, when, when it is when it's the top, yeah, this card to itself, yeah. When it, when it's the top, when it's the top of the curve for your deck. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you can, but you can discard it to itself. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no downside. Oh wait, hang on. Could you? Could you, could you <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like you could do. You could. If you play with haste while you have one out, you can uh-huh. use a legendary to sacrifice one without haste. No, I, I, no, it doesn't make sense. But they both have haste. <laughs> yes. Disregard <laughs> <laughs> that. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, pretty cool. Obviously, still Mardu dominated, but like a nice variety of decks that are showing up. And also, we've been seeing like in the mocks, in the 5 0 list every day on, on Magic Online, there's been a nice variety. Obviously, Mardu is just ticking along. Mm. Um, but yeah, it seems like you can come at this format from a lot of different ways, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, good bit of Marvel. I think Marvel's the best. Oh deck. yeah, yeah. 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 I think great. quietly, Marvel is just the best deck. Kind of yeah, I feel. I feel like a lot of people just they they don't want to play it because it's like they it, they feel. I mean, they even mentioned this on the on the coverage of the SG Open last week that it's it's the kind of deck that yeah you'll win from a noodle mod, but people feel bad by doing that. But I mean, I think if you're winning, just play it. Yeah, definitely. You know. Yeah, it's like, kind of. Swings around a bit to that deck. It's like high highs, low lows. Yeah, I think the two questions, like if you're considering for the Pro Tour, are like, is there just a good version of Mardu that also beat, happens to beat Marvel? Yeah. Because uh, if so, that that's really going to put you off. And then yeah. as well, like how popular do you think Control is going to be? Because mm-hmm. like that's. Yeah, Control is probably a tough. Bad tough matchup, match. like if you're yeah, playing yeah. against a lot of cast outs and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Not great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Anyway, there's like a lot of options for the pro tour. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see what, what ends up. It's gonna yeah. be the first pro tour in a while where we we're gonna have like aggro decks, mid range control, and combo. combo. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm excited. I uh, don't envy the pros having to figure out what they want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Unless they have some mad deck that they've found. I would love that. Yeah, that Monocon. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Feldar Guardian was the, the key to a lot of cool <laughs> Panharmonicon Panharmonicon shenanigans. Should have banned Sahili. Oh well. Um, okay, so something that I noticed while I was watching the GP uh, was that they were flashing up the slides in between. And also it was pretty nice. Uh, they had like the same the stuff that uh, they had the stuff that the SEG tour does with like you know trivia questions and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, rounds, which that, was nice. Yeah. They also had um, you know they, they displayed up a, a pack and they were like you know Pack one, pick one. Oh, yeah. Uh, what would you take here? Yeah. Which was nice if you looked at the chat. It was very funny sometimes <laughs> to see <laughs> divergent opinions. Um, but one of the other things that they had was they had, they had the um, the team photographs of the uh, Pro Tour 
teams mm. from the, the team league or whatever it is on the Pro Tour, um, which debuted at the last Pro Tour um, yeah. in Dublin. And I noticed that you know they, they have the picture of the guys and then they have the list of the names of the people in the, in, in the team. And in the list, they had a little asterisk beside some of the names. And I looked down the bottom and said, uh, not qualified for Pro Tour Amaket. I thought it was going to be like, Four-color Sahili player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deck up band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I think it was, like, Team team Conflict Greece or some other team, some other kind of slightly smaller team who had, like, a, the, the teams are six members and I think they had either three or four members not qualified mm. for the next Pro Tour. And I was just thinking, like, did nobody think ahead? Like, I didn't think about this either. Yeah. <laughs> did nobody think ahead with this team system that, like, what's the point of the teams when, like, half of them are going to end up with some number of their team not qualified and then basically be completely unable to participate in the rest of the thing because you're, you're a pro tour behind then. Yeah. Because the points add up, it's cumulative for the season. It's how many pro points your whole team gets. Or I'm not sure if it's pro points or match wins. But... I think it's pro points. Yeah, I think I it think is pro, pro points. points. Yeah. Because, yeah, because, like, obviously Hasbro or Wizards have seen how big kind of esports team following has gotten, like, mm-hmm. with League of Legends, Dota, Counter-Strike, all these things. Like, people actually, like, we are really in the world now where people are following teams, like, sports teams. Like, yeah. yeah. You know? And, like, people buy jerseys and stuff and, yeah. like, and want to try. Like, I, I have Dota playing friends who are, like, very good players who travel to events just to just to watch tournaments and get stuff signed by pro players and yeah. and all this stuff. So, like... It's it's an enormous thing now, yeah. and wizards as usual when it comes to the electronic side of things are maybe <laughs> doing it a little bit behind the times, a little little bit half assed maybe, and yeah, it seems like the, it was not the best implementation of yeah. of the idea, but it's a it's a first go at it, you know. Yeah, like I I was really interested in it when they announced it. I thought, oh, this is great because we'll have like stories and we'll be able to follow yeah. the teams yeah. and stuff like that because you know magic can feel like a very solitary pursuit, and even though we know that. Some groups of players do have testing teams, etc. Mm. At the end of the day, it's all one to one, and I mean, even with the team series or whatever it's called, mm. it's still one to one. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. those players can end up playing against each other, but you still feel like there's more of a group dynamic. Definitely, um, yeah. and, but, like, and yeah. like that will help out the players who stream on Twitch and stuff like that as well. Like, it's, yeah. it's like free promotion for them. Yeah. I like and like that's. That works both ways, you know, for yeah. Wizards and for the players. Like, it's just it's just free promotion on both ends. So, it seems like a really important thing for them yeah. to to think about going forward. Like, how to, how to implement this in a way where the players who who are working hard, like, actually can consistently get something from it. Yeah. But, like, I don't know how you can do that. You can, like, you can't just give free qualifications to the program yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, if you're on a team, yeah. But like, I feel like it's 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 something that yeah like for for all the reasons you mentioned because it's so important for the whole esports uh, kind of sense of of of, of kind of to allow people to allow people to follow stories and for a sense of narrative mm. to, to the esports angle that is important that there are teams. Uh, I feel like the idea that a team wins or, or, or a team earns something by accumulating pro points over multiple pro tours just will just cannot work if uh, you know if if only some people can qualify for the pro tour yeah. so. I feel like kind of having the teams itself is like a, a, is like the right step, uh, but kind of the long term implementation of 
you know, this, you know, a team accumulating pro points can beat another team, mm-hmm. might be the wrong angle or the wrong direction. So, so with that then, what, what do you think would be like a, a better way? Do you think, is there a way for, for a team to not necessarily have a large advantage uh, under some kind of structure if they have fewer members on a road tour? I mean, you can just have much bigger teams and then have like, so say if you have like, what are the teams, six people at the moment? Mm-hmm. Say if you have 12 player teams and then like it's your best six team member scores from that pro tour. And then like each team will probably have six people yeah. on the PT, so that they'll at least be able to. Yeah, to but get then from each person. those six people at the next PT might be whittled down to to three again. Right, but the, but like other people on the team might be qualified at that point. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. And then the team yeah. will still be getting points either way. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think that like I don't know. That's just the first thing that came to my head. But like, when you got like uh, whichever the the ridiculous. Like the the Pantheon team, whichever Channel Fireball team mm-hmm. that is, which is just like you know Hall of Famers basically, yeah. like who are going to be on every Pro Tour. They just have like an advantage. Yeah, yeah, team. like Hall of yeah. Famers just yeah. automatically get qualified for every Pro Tour. Yeah, it was like it was like Team Puzzle Quest, yeah, Team right. Channel Fireball Ice, and Team Channel Fireball Fire. It's just like yeah, they're all qualified without trying. Yeah, exactly. So they're just automatically the favorites on already. Yeah, unless they win. just unless it's like. Like what Amon kept before the emergency ban, people just weren't going to bother to go to the Pro Tour, <laughs> like yeah, Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's I it, suppose the system seems pretty one, pretty busted. One thing respect. maybe you could do is like they could establish a point threshold, and if your team collectively meets that point threshold, the whole team gets qualified for the next Pro Tour, and if they don't, the team can't continue in the league series. The team oh, is disqualified from yeah. the league I, series. I feel like that would just lead to like even worse situations of like gatekeeping and IDing and stuff in tournaments than we already have now, though. Well, it depends how how much of an incentive the league series is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, like because yeah. it's separate. It's completely separate from the. Yeah, but like for the players to be seriously invested in it, in then it has to be. It has to have some decent yeah. reward. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny that they've they've implemented this team series thing, but without changing the way you qualify. I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, to, to to make the team series thing important, mm-hmm. uh, being on a team has to be part of how you qualify. Yeah, the it team seems, it seems like it, that. Yeah, it, it's like it's like there's a clash between two different uh, systems that yeah. you know we're never meant to to go together. Yeah, like maybe in future it's just like it isn't tied to the pro tour, and I know like they would probably hate that idea because the pro tour is where they throw most of their marketing mm. ad and stuff like yeah. that. But like if it was like like say every season there was like a like a team versus team exhibition or something like that and that mm-hmm. led up to you know at, at worlds or something like that you have uh you know the two the two highest scoring teams in the exhibition yeah. play mm-hmm. off against each other i don't i'm not sure what format two people. team drafts yeah that would be cool. class yeah, yeah. yeah i think they are is there going to be some kind of team draft in I terms of, well actually well if there's six players on each team i don't know how that would work even mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting i don't know it's yeah. a, like it's a, i i hope they they come back Next after after this year and and there's a there's a slightly better implementation. Yeah, because this is the soft launch air quotes. Um, yeah. I think the full launch is at Ixalan. That's when they're starting the okay. they're starting it again. Then yeah, okay. so it, it it starts at the fall pro tour every year. Um, mm-hmm. maybe they could carry carry it through in GPS as well, because then you know you don't have to worry about people getting qualified. That's true, and, yeah, it, and, and it, it like yeah. gives uh, gives pros more 
incentive to go to, go to, to GPs, GPs yeah. when they're already qualified for the PT and stuff yeah. like and that. And increase ratings and for GPs for yeah. average. And yeah. yeah. I feel, I feel you get those team stories at the at the GP. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, I feel like it, I feel like it, it's, it's something that's pretty warned that they get right if they want Magic to be uh, to, to compete on the same level of like you no know, say like Arsenal or League of Legends on the e, you know esports front. Yeah, mm-hmm. where we're, we're it seems like we're, we're right far away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because what well, did you say that was it Amaz? Who Amaz? He's a Hearthstone streamer. He, mm-hmm. one, one day he just randomly streamed uh, Magic, and he just got like way more than views than anybody. <laughs> anybody uh, yeah, eight thousand viewers or something. He yeah. just decided to to draft some Modern Masters three. And, yeah. uh, instead of Hearthstone and yeah. instantly exactly. was the top magic streamer for the day or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. So like really 8,000 viewers that's how much like a GP gets yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so I feel like it's we have our announcement day in June which I uh, because it's been pushed back as you mentioned before uh-huh. I feel like it's like I feel like there would be lots of changes coming from this announcement because yeah. you know, if, if there's something about you know, Magical Digital Next whatever really that is mm-hmm. it's um, so mysterious this announcement I can't yeah. get my head around what's yeah. going on <laughs> it's <laughs> very exciting yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of yeah, and I think I think because you just mentioned there that that if they're going to be doing a hard launch uh, of, of yeah. the whole team series with Ixlan, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, maybe we'll learn more about it in June. If it's Probably something. yeah. If it's a big change to even the you know, the, mm. the BTQ system, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully they do something interesting with it because I think if if we can see these cracks start to appear already, mm. then you know maybe somebody didn't think about it hard enough the first time yeah, yeah and or or maybe they're just okay with the way it is and you know you didn't do well enough to yeah. advance your team tough you know, yeah I, I i just feel like going back to the very first point that i feel like it's a graphic designer's worst nightmare to have to resort to using an asterisk on on like a, yeah. a screen <laughs> so i feel like qualified so, for yeah even <laughs> as you're describing it i really feel like it's i'm sure that's not something they want to be doing all the time and hopefully it's, yeah it's a, under there's no yeah like I, I'd be interested to talk to, or to hear from, not directly talk to. Well, whatever. Uh, those teams who don't have people qualified for the next pro tour to see how they feel. Like, do they just not care now? Yeah, there's no chance that they can beat those other teams. Yeah, I mean, well, it depends how big the prizes are, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so that's something that hopefully they'll say more about in the future and we can speculate on until they give us information yes <laughs> so um, do you want to talk about the SCG Tour Season 2 I mean there's not really much yeah. to say about sure. it sure I don't, I don't know the details I know, yeah, you're, so. you're, you're, you're keeping this roast so. <laughs> <laughs> they just announced uh, today the uh, the Season 2 um, what they're what they're doing uh, let me see so basically they have a lot of modern on the schedule they, they've oh, made like lo- good, yeah. loads of the opens and invitations or whatever well the invitationals are split format but loads of the opens are modern um, because it's really really popular at the moment so they just said yeah we're gonna yeah we're gonna keep That's doing good, that yeah. I'm probably taking up a bit of the slack from the, the wizards are running slightly less modern events yes as well, right? yes so. yeah yeah so yeah wizards for standard GPs SEG for modern opens basically very cool um, yeah. I mean not for Europe but <laughs> yeah, wait, wait for for for, for reviewers in Europe, uh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, SCG Tour uh, open weekends that are on the release weekend of a set will always be standard, though they said. That's, that's fair enough. Yeah, for for this season, are yeah, definitely yeah, going yeah. to be standard. Yeah, something that yeah, I look forward to watching every. Yeah, season. people always want to yeah. see it the first weekend, so they said we're definitely doing that. Okay, um, okay yeah, for that's this cool. season, um, and also that team constructed format that they debuted. At uh, what was it? SCG Baltimore. So it was um, 
it was the the split format of each player playing a different format. It was like standard modern legacy. Oh yeah, I, I loved this. I thought really yeah, cool. it was really cool. And they said it was really really popular. So they have two more, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have two more this year. Yeah, so they kind of invented quote unquote this format, I guess, yeah, because yeah. because the way team GPs are run by wizards, it's usually unified modern where you have it's it's modern but uh your decks can't share the same cards basically. yeah you can't yeah. have more than four of any card between all three decks yeah apart yeah. from basics apart from basics yeah uh and like people i don't know how people feel about this i think the pros kind of find it like an interesting sort of exercise to come up with the best decks given yeah. this extra mm. restriction yeah but at the same time it's like you're a modern player you're not really playing modern if you're going to this event you know what i mean so yeah and it's weird for new players or players who aren't familiar with the format to watch because they're watching this format and they're like well these aren't really the decks that you're going to play in modern well they, they yeah. are some percentage yeah of the decks but they're slightly frankenstein-y and weird yeah. you see a lot of fringe decks and like weird like decks that use weird mana bases so they don't infringe mm. on any other decks yeah, yeah. and stuff like that yeah because mana bases are the main problem for this because yeah. so many yeah. decks run fetch lands and shock lands yeah exactly it's like who gets the scalding turns yeah, yeah. who gets the thought seizes yeah yeah who gets the tron lands that's a pretty easy one <laughs> <laughs> all right you can have versus mine yeah that's true tron if you can do it in all you know three games playing playing in a row oh, yeah, although yeah, not, yeah. Legal and, not legal and standard so. <laughs> unfortunately but, uh, but yeah I really like the SCG version I think it's cool, cool like, it's we, were, we were talking about this a little before I'd love for for one of the stores in Ireland to run an event like this I think it'd be really cool yeah yeah I, I think I think Gus who's the I don't know what is he the manager <laughs> yeah I guess so, of yeah. the of the local store um, was saying that he was interested in doing it, or so someone was trying to convince him to do it. Yeah, might be interesting if they did it for like store championship or something. That would be very cool. Yeah, yeah. I think like it's a bit hard to find people with legacy decks, I suppose. Well, I don't think it really is though, because like the legacy players in Dublin, like just crying out for tournaments to play. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, they, they have a lot of spare decks. So exactly, like they love playing the format, and they do a lot of stuff as we talked about previously to try and get new players into the mm. format. And uh, I think they would be really happy to see Legacy get back into the mm. spotlight a bit more mm. in the Irish scene, Irish magic scene. So I think that would be really cool. And like, f- just in terms of like people watching Legacy, it's like if you're if you're into magic but you've only seen standard and modern, you know, you're gonna get to watch matches where like really crazy stuff is happening that you've yeah, never seen yeah, before. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it'd be really cool. And it lo- you know, it's like every member of the team can can bring a kind of different different type of knowledge. To, to mm. it I just yeah. I think it would be really sweet yeah, yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. to play in this that's cool team's yeah. cool crack yeah, yeah. yeah. there's three of us yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. there we go I've actually legacy I don't want to play yeah. legacy <laughs> <laughs> I was like you can take legacy yeah and like even you which we're going to talk about in a moment you were at the legacy tournament on, on Saturday and like I came down just to kind of say hello and have a look at the games that were going on and like people were just like throwing decks at me. They were like, "You sure you don't want to play? Come on, come on, yeah, house yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on!" <laughs> yeah. I was like, "No, no, I'm okay, thanks." Um, yeah, so that that's pretty much it for the SCG announcements. Um, all sound pretty positive to me. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, reacting to what players want, um, and then they also just announced some of the the new playmats that they're going to have, which look pretty cool. Yes, they have a days playmat for Legacy, the invocation days. Yeah, which looks really really nice. They're going to have a Felder Guardian playmat because. <laughs> because <laughs> they had smugglers yes. last last season <laughs> yeah hopefully um, 
It should be Felder Guardian in a smuggler's copter. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chasing him. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, flying off into the sunset with a uh, reflector mate. Um, so, uh, we get on to our tournament report. So, we're yeah. going to go to you for Legacy, Karen. Yeah, so uh, so again, it was the uh, the unsanctioned Legacy in the pub tournament <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that the guys run, yeah. uh, usually once a month, I think. And... Uh, so I believe there were ten players for this, yeah. Which uh, doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, for for the legacy events, I think it's pretty good. And mm-hmm. to be honest, it's more than we've been getting for standard the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Three I, people for standard, though. Yeah, Three. that's not. Oh, that's <laughs> not right. I know it fired in the war chest, so I th- I don't know. It seems to, it seems to be firing in other shops yeah. at least. Yeah, uh, but it was also it wasn't very well advertised. This standard showdown for our, for our store, so I think mm-hmm. that was one reason. But uh, but yeah, so Legacy was great fun as always. So again, I just posted up on the Facebook page and I said uh, I didn't have time to. Pro- I was going to proxy up a deck this time, uh, just some some kind of silly deck to play. But I didn't have time, so I posted it up and asked if anyone had a spare one. And uh, Conrado, uh, very graciously, his, his friend actually I think came in just to give me this deck. Possibly gave me a copy of Sneak and Show. So it's a blue-red combo deck, if anyone doesn't know it, that uses the two namesake cards are Show and Tell and Sneak Attack. Show and Tell is two and a blue sorcery. Uh, each player may choose uh, uh, basically a, a non-Planeswalker permanent, uh, because Planeswalkers weren't printed at the time, yeah. uh, from their hand and put it onto the battlefield. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, usually when when you have this card in your deck, the cards that you're cho- choosing to put into play are a little more powerful than the cards <laughs> your opponent is going yeah, to Yeah, I, I saw you play. playing it, and uh, some people put in uh, lands into play against you, and you put in uh, Emrakul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so old, old Emmy. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the main plan. Uh, is is Emrakul and Gristlebrand are your mm-hmm. your big hits off it, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have Sneak Attack, which is a, a three and a red enchantment, uh, which has the activated ability. You can pay a red to put a creature card from your hand into play, it gains haste and you sacrifice it at the end of turn. Yeah. So uh, which usually is not a problem if you manage to hit them whenever cool. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the rest of the deck is uh, is cantrips and fast mana, basically. Yeah. And uh, and force wills mm-hmm. and a couple other characters. So uh, so I'd never played the deck before and I made an absolute hames of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. Yeah. It was it was a lot tougher than I expected to play the deck because I'd seen people play the deck before and I went, yeah. oh, how hard could this be? You just jab an Emrakul yeah, and yeah. you win the game. Yeah. No, killed myself multiple times with my own Gristlebrand. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I lost several games after putting an Emrakul into play. Yeah. I I lost in all sorts of ways I never thought were possible. <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. So so, but it was great fun. So I went one three. Um, I lost. Against what were my matchups? I believe I played against uh, Stoneblade, um, Death and Taxes, uh, another version of Stoneblade, and Burn. And Burn was the only matchup I won essentially because okay. it's unlosable from my side. Okay. I think it's. I think like because they just can't interfere with you in any way. They just no. have to kill you faster than you oh, can yeah. do your reanimation yeah. thing. Not yeah. reanimations, the yeah. And I think the fastest they can kill is turn three. That's what like the absolute nut draw maybe mm-hmm. would burn, and that's even maybe depending on how they built their deck. Uh, if they had blood moons in their deck, that's basically the only way they could slow the game down. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but the, but he wasn't playing blood moons, my opponent. And yeah, even then you can still sneak attack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in game one, uh, he played turn one goblin guide. And uh, he was feeling pretty good. And then I went, turn one, Lotus Petal, Ancient Tomb, show and tell, put an Emrakul into play. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah, that was it. And he still, he got me to seven on turn two. Yeah, that's play. pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, that's pretty funny, good. 
Because yeah. it doesn't have, the, doesn't the have ice. The from, goblin guy? It doesn't have ice now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, he did not attack the goblin guy, I don't think. That would be a great bait, though. I would have had yeah. to go in the tank thinking, yeah. what can, what can <laughs> happen here? Um, and then in game two, uh, I, side, I think I literally sideboarded one card I took out. Like a cantrip for a fluster storm was my only relevant sideboard okay. card. Uh, and again, he was on the play. Uh, this time, my Emrakul was on turn two rather than turn one. Oh, okay. But that was unsurprisingly <laughs> still, still fast enough to win the yeah, game. Yeah, got but, uh, but the other matchups were great. I, I had a couple of like really interesting, intricate matches against uh, the kind of controlish decks, Stoneblade and, and, um, and Death and Taxes. It's really cool. There's, a, there's just a lot of really interesting interactions in those matchups. Like, there's so much stuff where you have to worry about playing around you know, Stifle or, or uh, Caracas because mm-hmm. all of your creatures are legendary so they can bounce them back to your hand, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, it's really and even Emrakul because Caracas is a, is a land so it's colourless. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. uh, it's it's only coloured spells that uh, yeah. Emrakul has yeah. protection from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it has to be on the stack for okay. it to have protection. Yeah, um, yeah and then uh, they have Containment Priest as well so that's something you got to think. Yeah. That was in, uh, in my first game against uh, against in my first match against Devon I literally just didn't think of Containment Priest so I didn't bring in any sideboard cards against it yeah. and then once he resolved it I went well that's probably that so uh, <laughs> I managed to managed to resolve never it never know you could have got to 15 mana uh, possibly yeah, yeah or so, 7 so I I, 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 I believe you saw this match I resolved yeah. an intuition and I got to look through my deck and uh, just had a quick check like, nothing in here so uh so yeah it was great fun the, the legacy tournaments are great as always there were there were a couple of new players there as well um and everyone was just delighted to be playing the format it was great yeah, yeah. so uh so I, I believe they're currently looking for someone else to take over running the events evan uh wants to take a bit of a break okay uh, so he doesn't want to run the run the tournaments for the moment especially after his deck got banned yeah exactly oh, it's such a bummer he yeah evan had just bought into miracles Probably like a, like couldn't have been more than a couple of months before okay. the ban, so uh, yeah, he was only he was only three days from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it's it's terrible. Like so, that, I believe that's why like people are on Stoneblade as well. One of the reasons because yeah, it's the closest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the cards you salvage from your miracles deck, yeah. your tundras and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the format was great. I had real fun. I will I will not be playing that deck again no, next time. No. But, uh, yeah, I think we should all try and make it next yeah, time. Yeah. I think I'm going to go next time. Um, I, 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 I've i made the choice to play Eldrazi Stompy because I own all the creatures in the actual cards cool. and then I can just proxy the, the mana base. I, I came to the yeah, very same conclusion yeah. with the very same reasoning. Yeah. Uh, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll show up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, good. I believe um, one, if not more people, I believe ha- has that mana base spare because, okay. because they loaned it to me before I think so, oh, okay. so if you post up on the page you can probably even not have to proxy anything you can oh okay cool, yeah, cool. Um, yeah so there we go yes yeah, just fun. make sure you double sleeve yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was uh, Bevan one of the players came into the shop beforehand and I was just kind of sitting around after my after the, the non-firing of the standard showdown he had a couple of legacy decks with him and we played together and I played his burn deck and he played death and taxes and uh, I was shuffling up and I split one of the sleeves I was like I'm really sorry. One of your sleeves after spin. I think the card's fine. And the card was fine, but yeah, I yeah. felt uh, very uh, worried in that second that I split the sleeve. Um, Lucky yeah. it was a burn deck. There's yes. Not yeah. Too I much, mean, not yeah. too much value in there. I think it was a price of progress or something like that. But it was yeah, yeah. there. They're all also because it's a burn deck, which is one of the cheaper decks that you can have in Legacy. It's like 
ninety percent foil oh, yeah, yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. still valuable enough. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much our tournament report for the week. Um, let's that's move great. on to our our deck, uh, which is the New Perspectives Combo Cycling Deck. Those which, are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say, those are. Words. Yeah, fewer. Okay, well, I never remember words. So those words I never thought I'd hear together in a sentence. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've, talk, talk. we've talked about a lot of decks this week already. This is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is definitely not a deck that you expect to be talking about. Um, so we, we actually played a couple of matches there before we started. Well, just just two games. But um, so I was playing it against uh, against Kieran. You were on Black Green Delirium. Yeah, and uh, I managed to win that match. Very pretty convincingly, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, it was kind of in both the matches. I I felt like I was a turn or two away from winning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but I mean, you just got to combo off when you were supposed to combo off, and you won. Yeah, the game, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it worked pretty smoothly. I was yeah. surprised. Like I thought it was going to be a bit more trouble to to get to the combo. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like quite janky. But then actually, when you resolve new pers- if you resolve new perspectives on t- on turn six or on on turn five because you have a little bit of ramp, <clears throat> um, you can actually most of the time win the game on that turn the, the, yeah. when, you, when you resolve the new yeah. perspectives which is mental so um, basically this, this deck came out of a, a 5-0 league well actually I think it was theorycrafted by somebody and then Frank Carson posted up a, a provisional list but it 5 0 a league on Magic Online and basically it's it's made up of um, all the good cycling cards yeah or decent cycling cards. Yeah, plus it, plays new the, I mean, it plays the fog as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I actually think is probably a good card. Yeah, it's probably fine. Yeah, cycling three is a lot. So, in terms of creatures, it, it plays four Vizier of Tumbling Sands and four Chef at Monitor, which are probably the most important cycling cards in the deck mm. because um, they can, w- when you're going off with new perspectives and cycling, 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 uh, they net you mana. Yeah. So you use the Zero Tumbling Sands to untap lands that have Weirding Wood, of all cards, mm. uh, <laughs> on them. Um, and you use Chef at Monitor to get lands out of your deck. So again, you're, you're netting mana every time you cycle with those cards. And uh, you just cycle through your deck until you find Approach of the Second Sun. Cast it, put it seven cards from the bottom. Continue cycling through your deck. Um, if you ever run out of cycling cards... Use some of your floating mana to cast Shadow of the Grave. Get back all the cards that you cycled this turn. Continue cycling until you get approached the second sun and seven mana again, and then win. Yeah, Ooh. and from from what we saw, because it, because uh, when you went off in the second game, you only had two mana open, I believe. Yeah. And uh, well, I had one mana open, and then I I cycled the Shepherd monitor and, and got another got another land. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you were kind of like going, oh, I don't know if I can actually win this turn. Yeah, because it is possible to fizzle. Yeah, if you get all the way through your deck and can't make enough mana for to cast approach of the second sun like the second time, you can fizzle. Yeah. Also, if you run out of cycling cards at any point, you can fi- you can fizzle as well if you don't have a shadow of the grave in your hand. Yeah, which that part seems difficult, especially if you're using your chef and monitors to get your your basics out of your deck. Yeah. Because that actually you're incidentally removing your dud draws as you're yeah. cycling. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it seems like it seems tough to fizzle. You would have to have like a really awkward starting hand after you resolve new perspectives mm-hmm. to, to fizzle, I think. And the interesting interesting thing about new new perspectives is that you have to be on seven cards at least in hand to to cycle for free. Yeah. So, you know, it draws you the three cards. You're usually on seven after that. So mm-hmm. your hand is so large that it's unlikely that you will run out of stuff to cycle. 
Yeah. So the only time you can you can get interrupted is when you cast Shadow of the Grave or Approach of the Second Sun, and then if they negate that, you're basically yeah, yeah yeah. And so the deck also runs one Sphinx of the Final Word to protect against that. Yeah. So you can make seven mana three times, cast Sphinx first, and then your Approach of the Second Sons and Shadow of the Grave can't be countered. Um, yeah. So the only problem with that is you can deck yourself. From yeah. yeah, from going through so many times, and then even if they counter your shadow of the grave, if you have a clue in play from Weirding Wood, you can use that to get back up to seven cards as well. Yeah, so true. you'll be down mana and one of your, you know, one of your, one of your, yeah, your combo I don't know, gas tank yeah, refills yeah. or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so it's so really approach of the second one is the only thing that really matters to get yeah. countered. And uh, you were saying in the sideboard here that um, you would just have four dispel just to protect your combo. I think so, yeah. Um, this person here had two dispel, three negate, which at the very least I think I would swap those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe three dispel, two negate. The only reason that I would think about negate is maybe like to protect yourself on turns two, three, four from a nuts planeswalker that might lose you the game, such as Gideon Ally of Zendikar. Yes. Gideon or Marvel. Marvel yeah, as well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are really the only relevant threat? I yeah, think. I guess so. I guess um, Nahiri could exile your Weirding Wood. If yeah. You... No, she couldn't actually because it does. It's not... oh yeah, she could. Yeah. So when it's tapped, no, no Weirding Wood itself, itself actually doesn't tap. But oh, Nahiri, does... Nahiri can exile any enchantment. Oh yeah, she I mean, just exile yeah, enchantments. Yeah, 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 they don't have yeah. to tap. So um, yeah. But I yeah I so that, that seems to be about it. And uh, you also want the negates for hand disruption as well because your deck would fold pretty yes, bad to yes. hand disruption. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. actually, yeah, maybe I take that well, back a bit. If they can catch the approach of the second zone in your hand, yes. But even if like because you have four new perspectives. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah. You know. But like, it takes a card out of your hand for when you cast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well. it is important mm-hmm. to be able to be on seven when you cast the new perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yet, the only removal in the deck is four cast out, which seems like. It's fine if the deck you're playing against is slow, but any fast deck I think would absolutely murder this deck. How many fogs? Uh, you, do you do have the four fogs, yeah. Four so fogs. You yeah, can so hang on, but again, that's a card leaving your hand. Yeah, that's it not is, being yeah. cycled. Yeah. So and you have renewed faith. Yeah, renewed faith is also pretty good against is, the aggro decks. Yeah, it kind of gives you another. I half mean, it's nice that you incidentally gain the life yeah. when you're actually cycling. You're not going down a card. Um. Yeah, and then there's like Drake Havens as well in the sideboard, which you were saying would be nice to have like a transformative uh, sideboard plan, maybe against a control deck, uh, or even black decks yeah. where they lost legacy. You looking to get your approach to the second sun, and you're like, no, none in here. Yeah, I only have Drake Havens and Curator of Mysteries now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, and even like and still bringing the Sphinx in is pretty good there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this deck actually seems surprisingly resilient or good. It's weird. Like I did not think it'd be that good at all, but it actually seems okay. Yeah, so we've only we've only played a couple of games, so like yeah. maybe your draws were above average and we don't yeah. realize it yet. And there's only been one five zero. Yeah, there has that been, I yeah. know of. But I mean, it's like this deck looks so terrible. Like yeah. if you just look at the list, that I'm not surprised that even if it, even if it were good, I wouldn't be surprised that people didn't flock to it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I wouldn't discount this one yet. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. it's really interesting. Um, I think I'm gonna play it on on Thursday and see see what happens. People will not know what is going no, on. No, people have no clue. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to pick up my deck now. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Yeah, when, when you go to go off, your opponent just has to kind of sit there and go, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, what are you doing yeah. there? Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Um, unless they're playing a control deck, in which case they're yeah. watching it carefully. It'd be hilarious if we all showed up on Thursday playing this deck. It was just half. <laughs> how, how would you? How would you beat it? Like if it's the, mirror, the mirror? Yeah. If it's the mirror. Yeah. If it's the the mirror uh, just bring in loads of the gates. Just win the dice yeah. roll. I think. Dude. <laughs> roll, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have more weirding woods in your hand so you can ramp that new perspective faster. Is there anything that like? There's no uh, effects that say like you know you can only draw one card this turn or that your opponents can only draw one card this turn. I don't turn. think no, so. No, I don't think so. Uh, sideboard fevered visions. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you'd fight for having I think Scarab yeah, Feast. Oh yeah, Scarab Feast okay. is really good. I yeah. mean, it's in the mirror, you well, you do have access to black mana, so yeah, that could, yeah. That could be a possibility. But it like you do Shadow of the Grave is an instant. Yeah, but so like, if they cast Scarfies targeting your combo pieces like Vizier, you can just cast Scar um, Shadow of the Grave in response. But Scarfies is innocent as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you so. can wait until they cast Shadow of the Grave and then cast a response. But depending yeah. on how much mana is floating, that might not. That's true. Yeah, they yeah. might be able to cast another one. Yeah, they'll need yeah. to have. But then, then they have wasted Shadow of the Grave. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's good. Yeah, because I think I think if you because if this if the combo is interrupted. Mm-hmm. Unlike say the heat, see, say the heat combo where when it's interrupted, you're down a card or down two cards. When mm-hmm. if this is interrupted, you're like about to deck yourself. That That's right? true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's quite fragile if you do in, if you do manage to interrupt it. Yeah. Even something like uh, Watchers of the Dead would be really good against this because like exile all <laughs> cards in your graveyard except for two. Yeah, like you'd maybe get two Vizier t- something tumbling sands back. But then if you don't have all the other cyclers, you probably don't make it to enough mana. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, with two Viziers, I'm not sure if you can do it. Don't think so. Because it only nets you two money each Yeah, time. it depends how many other Shadow of the Graves you have, but still. And yeah, and just how much on top money you have. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this deck is very cool. Yeah. We'll see it's what sweet. happens. This is really cool. Um, yeah, I love combo I'm decks. so surprised. <laughs> yeah. It's I, so uh, silly. I, yeah, I, feel, I feel like this, this is where combo deck should be. You know, it should be kind of you know, all in, doing ridiculous stuff. <laughs> Rather yeah. than you know, being a an average three drain deck that has a combo button, a combo win, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I this, mean, that, this, this feels more fair, air yeah. quotes, as a combo because it's like, oh, you are super all in on this combo. You're doing nothing else but this yeah. combo. Yeah. I mean, you can you can attack them with a vizier twenty times. Sure, could yeah. You can also attack them with a chef and monitor. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, yeah. six, that's six, pass him, yeah. six yeah. Yeah. I prefer the vizier. Yeah, <laughs> much better. You can untap your lands as well. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this particular, this particular list is mainboarding uh, the Sphinx or the Spinal Word. Do you think that's right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it depends how much control you expect to see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't really know what else you would put in there instead. Maybe just the Swamp. Yeah. Because I found it fairly important to get the Swamp when you're going off because you, you need to cash out of the grave while you're going off. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. So uh, getting the Swamp off the Chef and Monitor is important. This This list does not have the Swamp. Okay, um, so. But yeah, I, I would maybe put in the swamp, take out the Sphinx of the Final Word, mm-hmm. and, and use that as sideboard material for. That makes a lot But of like sense. even, yeah. even like normal decks can negate you hmm. when you're going off. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of normal decks have. Well, no, I suppose normal decks all have negate in the sideboard. It's only the yeah, control decks that play it in the main. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're very, very from across. Yeah, I think you're just pretty much always going to lose game one against control deck. You understand. But with the Drake Haven plan, you might be able to win. Because you can. You if you're playing control, you just don't play, don't play any lands, pass each turn, let them play their lands out, you'd realise they're in control, then you concede, go to game two without them knowing, <laughs> without them knowing what, how to sideboard, and you know how to sideboard. 
It's like, uh, you know, and, and you're on the plate. I mean, they would at least then take out all the removal anyway. Probably. <laughs> unless, you, unless you only played like fortified villages and they're like, oh, they must be a creature deck and they just didn't draw their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Draw their lands. And yeah, they even even was like Seda in the first game. Like, oh, I, yeah. I just want to draw a creature. I just want to draw a creature. I just want a Heron's Grace Champion. <laughs> It's like uh, the story of, I think it was Brian Kelly playing Vintage, yeah. and uh, he mulligan to four, he was playing Mentor or something like that, yeah. and then he knew he couldn't win anyway, he had to mulligan to three, so he just mulliganed to zero to make his opponent think he was on dredge, looking for a bizarre Baghdad, and then mm. he just conceded the game, wow. and his opponent sideboarded in like ten dredge hate cards. That <laughs> is so nice. good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was some next level, yeah. next level thinking. That's the world champion, the Vintage world champion. Okay. okay. Possibly forever, because I don't think there are any more Vintage World Championships. <laughs> don't think so. Yeah. Don't think so. Um, so yeah, we're, I'm going to see how this deck goes on uh, on Thursday against a slightly more diverse field. Um, yeah. I don't, not Most people in the shop aren't really on aggro, though, so I don't know. We'll see. No, yeah, I'll so be on Marvel, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably has an alright matchup against Marvel. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it does. Yeah, so um, I think that's going to be it for this week yeah cool. cool thanks for listening guys yeah thanks for listening uh, as usual you can find us on iTunes you can find us anywhere that you get your podcast regularly you can find us on Simplecast uh, we're on Twitter oh yeah at Skullcrack on at Twitter at Skullcrack on Twitter um, thanks to Barry Cannon for our theme music and uh, we're out I think see you guys bye bye bye